Hello and welcome to Asbury Methodist Church's podcast. My name is Forrest Vinny. I am the lead pastor at Asbury. We hope this podcast will enrich your walk with Christ, increase your knowledge of the Bible, and be entertaining as well. Now, fair warning, <clears throat> I am getting over some sort of god-awful head cold slash chest cold. Um, anyway, I'm coughing a lot, so there may be some coughing going on here, and I will try to minimize that. Um, I'm going to look at, this is the last <clears throat> podcast on our Bible reading plans, because our Bible reading plans will be ending for the, actually today is the last day of our Bible reading plan. Uh, we finish up reading through the prophets today, and then on Sunday, uh, if you are using one of the Advent devotionals we painted out, those start reading on Sunday, which is the first day of Advent. If you want a copy of it, it's called Roots. It's by Dan Wilt, W-I-L-T. You can find it on seedbed.com. Uh, so the remainder of my podcast for this year will be on Advent and Christmas, and then um, I haven't decided yet what I'm doing in January. We'll see. But today we're going to talk about the book of Daniel. Daniel is a really important book. And we'll get to why in a minute. Most people um, are, are really familiar with the first few chapters of Daniel because those are the easy chapters. That's where you get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace. That's where you get Daniel in the lion's den. These are the most famous Stories out of Daniel, these are the ones that we read when we're kids. And um, they're easy to understand. Once you get past Daniel 6, though, once you get into chapter 7 and onward, Daniel becomes very apocalyptic. And let's remind ourselves what that means. An apocalypse is a genre of literature. And it does not, apocalypse does not mean the end of the world. Apocalypse means, it's a, it's a term that literally means uh, to reveal what is hidden. And so apocalyptic literature uses metaphor and imagery, and, and the idea is the author is revealing to you the world as it really is. They're pulling back the, the veil so you can see what's really going on. And in terms of Hebrew apocalyptic literature, that always means revealing what God is really doing. And so the last half of Daniel is heavily apocalyptic which makes it kind of weird and kind of hard to read. Um, however, this it matters because in Jesus' day, Daniel was one of the most influential books of the Old Testament because it has all these prophecies about the Messiah coming and the coming of God's kingdom. And it tells people, the coming of God's kingdom will happen 440 years after the return from exile, which is right around the time that Jesus is born. So, Daniel is running through the back of everyone's minds when Jesus is teaching and preaching. Now let's look at a couple of key texts. Jesus references Daniel 7 several times. Let me see if I can, actually, sorry, I'm on, I think I'm on the wrong page here to, <laughs> to show you. Um, here we go. So Dana 7, verse 13. I saw in the night visions, 
And behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. So, uh, Jesus references this in Matthew twenty six sixty four and Mark fourteen sixty two. It's when he's being well. Here, let me just flip my Bible to one of those chapters. It's when Jesus is before Caiaphas the high priest. And they're accusing him. And so here's what they say. The high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power, and coming on the clouds of heaven. So, many people interpret this as um, something related to the rapture. The idea that he's going to come back, on, he's going to descend on the clouds of heaven and come back. Uh, but if you read the passage he's actually referencing in Daniel... It's not him descending from heaven to earth on the clouds of heaven. It is him ascending on the clouds towards God in heaven. He is referencing his ascension, not his return. That's important because a lot of people use that as a proof text for the rapture, which it is not. You can't use it that way. And it tells us that his kingdom was inaugurated the day he ascended to heaven. His kingdom has begun. Now, let me go to chapter 9. Because chapter 9 is really important. Chapter 9, verse 24. This is a vision Daniel has. The angel Gabriel is communicating to him. Here's what Gabriel says. Seventy weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, and to atone for iniquity. To bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and prophet, and to anoint a most holy place. Know, therefore, and understand that from the going out of the word to restore and build Jerusalem to the coming of an anointed one, a prince, there shall be seven weeks. Then for sixty-two weeks it shall be built again with squares and a moat, but in a troubled time. And after the sixty-two weeks an anointed one shall be cut off, and shall have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. He, its end shall come with a flood, and to the end shall be war. Desolations are decreed. And he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week, and for half of the week he shall be put, he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolate until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator. Whew, lots of stuff going on there. 
70 weeks, that's when the exile will finally end. Now, obviously, it wasn't 70 actual weeks because that's just slightly over a year. So Jewish theologians puzzled over this, and they thought, well, older prophets said it would be 70 years. We know it's been longer than 70 weeks. It must mean 70 weeks of years. Or 440 years. 70 times 7. Which just so happens to be roughly about the time Jesus was born and doing his ministry on earth. So the prophecy is accurate here. And the interpretation was accurate. Now the rest of it, I, I would struggle to tell you what all that means because it's apocalypses are hard to interpret. But, but we know that the Romans would desolate the temple; they would destroy it. We've got desolators in there. All this to say, Daniel here under Persian rule is telling the people it's going to be 440 years when you're before your Messiah comes. And so the people, um, there's a really strong belief amongst the Jewish people that even after they return to Jerusalem, even if they return to the land, they are still, in some sense, living in exile because the presence of God has not come and the Messiah has not come. So because of Daniel... Uh, the, the people, when Jesus is alive, the people are primed to be looking for a Messiah. They are certain the Messiah has been born. He is alive. We've just got to figure out who he is. And the, that creates a lot of tension because... In all of these visions that Daniel has in chapters 7 through 12, they, they will continually identify the Romans as one of the great beasts or monsters. Um, these beasts in apocalyptic visions, whether it's Daniel, whether it's Revelation, they are always standing for one of the, the great empires of the world. And so um, it's widely interpreted that Rome is one of these beasts who the Messiah will strike down. So, in particular, they'll identify it as the fourth beast from Daniel 7, if you want to look that up. Um, so you have these people who are reading these apocalyptic visions. They are accurately identifying the current empire that rules over them as one of the beasts of these visions they are accurately identifying this time as the time when the messiah is going to come and overthrow those empires and so you the the time it's they're just primed primed for violence primed for rebellion primed for all sorts of things and they miss they miss what jesus is going to do because he is going to overthrow, overthrow the romans but in a way that's much more subversive than they think. And he is the Messiah, but it's not as obvious. 
as they think. So Daniel is a short book. It's only 12 chapters, but it's hugely influential, uh, particularly in Jesus' day and age, because all these prophecies in Daniel have to do not with, not necessarily with our future, but with what happens when Jesus comes. This is a whole book about what's going to happen when Jesus comes, and we, our major takeaway ought to be that Jesus was the promised Messiah, and that his kingdom began when he ascended to heaven. He was anointed the king of all creation the day he ascended to heaven. His kingdom has begun. Until next week, God bless.